the spouse, there's some bows in 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 the spouse, certified free, seven days a week. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, there are, in fact, some hoes in this house. It's WLR right here on the PW Hustle on Hameen Media Group on podcast streaming services that we're probably unaware of. That's how the Internet works. Who the fuck cares? But I'm, we're happy you're here no matter how you're here. I, of course, am your resident god of thunder, the Andrew Bellow, and that means Billy Ray Valentine not with us this week. He's off doing things. He's doing Mecha G things. He's shooting Cody loads. He's, he's <laughs> you know, he's traversing the ice wall. He's off talking to fucking David Icke or, or Donald Trump or, you know, who that motherfucker lives China. in the murder shed. There could be any number of people. That Billy Ray could be spending his time with other than us, and uh, we will definitely hold it against him. But nevertheless, we're here. That's me. As you know, I've already introduced myself. And uh, yeah, I guess that brings us to our main event of the evening. And he comes to us from the land of the Sun Devil, by way of the Denver airport. He stands at six feet. 6.6 inches tall, weighing in at an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds, all biceps. And if you're following him on X this week, you most certainly got to see them. Oh, don't don't pull anything. There's a big biceps. I can imagine the tears are not fun. And you're no Aaron Rodgers, sir. You won't be recovering quite so quickly. But nevertheless... Where was I? Oh, yes. He is the master of the massive memories, the connoisseur of the colossal kajungas, and the hunker of huge hooters. Yeah, it's still Triple H. He's sexy. Not Triple H. He's stranglery. Strangler. Steve. It's like a soft landing there, like boom. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to f- somehow find a way to get over that crack that happens about yeah. four seconds in, no I matter like the what. Crack. I, uh, all right, he likes the crack. He, I'm on the crack. He smokes rocks, Joe Rogan. Anyway. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, thank you for the entrance, buddy. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, please. like I, I uh, you mentioned, I, I put out that old picture on Twitter. Uh, X the X. X. Uh, two days ago, I said hashtag all biceps. That was a picture of me back in my tag team days there in the uh, mid to late 90s, like 96 to about just about 2000. Uh, wow. Me and my tag team partner, we were known as the Archangels. He is uh, Damon Darkangelo. And yes, that is his real name. And uh, myself, I was known as Phoenix King at the time. It was just right before I became the Strangler. And uh, yeah, it was a good, good uh, that was our you know, promotional picture. We had about 
20 different shots in, in that in that one, but that was always my favorite shot. So we used to send those out to promoters with our old VHS tapes with highlights and music videos and matches from bell to bell and all that kind of stuff. We actually sent that to ECW and got a call back from Taz. And I actually still have the recording of Taz calling me about the ECW stuff when we started going there and um, kind of followed them around from town to town for months and months and working out with the guys and stuff because of those pictures. So, you know, it was, a, yeah, there was, a, there was, we're done at a TV studio where the, um, the show that we used to work for was produced. Uh, we used to wrestle for NWA New England. And um, that's where the, the, the photos were taken at that TV studio. But it was, I, I still remember like it was yesterday, even though those photos are now what, 25 years old, which is makes me sick to think. Damn. But uh, yeah. So, but, Although you can tell, like for Halloween, I'm, I'm my old self. I have the head shape. The brown beard's made a comeback, <laughs> so, and uh, it's nice and short and tight the way I used to wear it in the ring. And uh, just figured, uh, yeah, why the hell not? When my brother got married two weeks ago, I said, oh, you know what? I'll dye the beard brown and see how it looks. But I kind of, nice. I missed it more than I thought I did. So I thought I'd do it again. There you go. Don't worry. It'll be great before you know it. It'll just... <laughs> it will. Yeah, two weeks. It'll be completely white. Oh, man. Well, I, speaking of your glory days, I was actually putting you over on Reddit t- this week. There was somebody oh, was geez. doing a, uh, you know, they were doing like a post about like, who's your who's your favorite, you know, like jobber kind of deal. One of those uh-huh. sort of situations. So I, I I did. I put a post in there about just Striz. I was like, Strangler Steve, this motherfucker nearly died at the hands of Yokozuna <laughs> and had to do jobs for Jeff Jarrett. He deserves a fucking medal. Yeah. <laughs> and live to tell the tale. That's right. <laughs> Good it's lord! Pretty cool. It yeah, is, dude. Yeah, yeah it, it was fun watching some. You know, because some people actually take it seriously, and there, there's like a lot of guys that remember. Well, yeah. You know, like you know, a lot of, like Iron Mike Sharps, like you know, like uh, you know, oh, Brooklyn yeah. Brawler, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there was there was some kind of interesting posts. Some people that, that that really you know you could tell follow the shit, and that's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure there awesome. there was a lot. There's a lot of us back in the day that did the did jobs to make. Hey, you, you, if you don't beat anybody, who you know, what does that make you? So. You're out there to make those guys look good and everything, and I, I know I took it incredibly seriously because I always thought, hey, this is going to be the next step to next big thing. So, I got I luckily enough, I got the opportunity really young. My first match with WWF, I was 18, and wow. um, I only got the spot because, um, well, Stamford, Connecticut, where WWE is based, was only about an hour and a half from where Killer Kowalski's Institute of Professional Wrestling was, and. Um, on the weekends, all the boys in the office that didn't have to go to house shows would all come up to Walters and hang out with the boys. So you have Tony Garea and Pat Patterson and um, God Renee Goulet and Chief J Strongbow and um, God, I'm trying to think of his name. He was the vice president of WWE. Not Pat Patterson at that. Pat, Pat was at that time, but before him was uh, Terry Garvin, and uh, they'd all come up and hang out with Walter and talk and. You know, give the boys advice, you know, try this, try that. No, this looked good. I didn't like that. And it was really great. So um, I got to meet Pat Patterson very, very early on in my career. And um, we had, uh, he used uh, guys from Kowalski School all the time on TV. And um, oh, wow. um, one of the guys who had been doing jobs for a long time, his name was Chris Duffy, and he's since passed away. And uh, Chris had gotten in a car accident and hurt his back and couldn't work anymore. And Pat had just gone to a show the week before of one of Killer Kowalski's shows, and he saw me work an actual match. And um, when my friend Tony Roy was, he Pat Patterson would call Tony Roy and say, "Oh, you know, I need eight guys." 
and and he called Tony and was booking like this next series of TV. And he said, uh, Oh, and tell Chris this and that and bring he's saying to my friend Tony, bring Chris Duffy this and that. And he goes, Oh, Chris can't make it. He got in a car accident and hurt his back. He's like, Oh, okay, well, that's too bad. He's like, What was that guy's name with the purple singlet? He's like, Steve King? He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this attitude. Because I want to give him a dark match. And I was like, Oh my God. So Jeez. like my first time with WWE was two nights of dark matches. And um unfortunately instead of those two nights having a dark match, which I did prepare for, I was going to wrestle my friend Tony Roy on those dark matches. We're going to have 20 minutes. Um, they used to do tape changes during the um, tapings, you know, when the actual physical videotape had to be put Jesus in and taken Christ. out of the, the, the TV cameras. And um, there's also there were a master copy in the truck too, but the, the, the actual cameras had tape in them and they would take a few minutes to change out these tapes and everything. So, what they would do in between the tape changes is when they would have the dark matches and give guys tryouts. So my very, it's booking for three nights. It was always a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when they did TVs. So when I went there, my first Monday and Tuesday were going to be dark matches. And unfortunately they didn't need to do the dark matches because they did the tape change fast enough where they just said, no, we're going to cancel. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. And then the third night, uh, they said, okay, well, you know what? Because they didn't have time for a dark match. They like, we brought you here. You might as well work. And they put me in a match with um, the Quebecers. They had just lost the belts to the oh, head shrinkers sure. the night before in uh, Burlington, Vermont. And now we were getting to wrestle them in their first match without the titles. So Jacques was saying, oh, you know, hey, uh, we have to be very aggressive in this. We just lost the belts, so we have to show that we're pissed off and this and that. So, you know, it's going to be probably a little bit stiff, but don't worry about it. And, you know, it's not because, you know, there's heat or anything like that. We're just trying to, you know, yeah, go, with this, go with the story here, which I'm glad he told us. And Jacques had already known me because he used to wrestle for Kowalski because back then you could do third-party bookings and all the guys from WWF TV, one or two a month would come out to, to Kowalski's shows and you'd know the boys. They'd all yeah. know the, they'd do all of us. So there's a little familiarity there, That's which cool. is great. Although he had to talk for Pierre because Pierre didn't speak a lick of English. So he would do the whole thing in English to us and then say it to Pierre in French and Pierre would say it back to him. And then they'd go, da, 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 and then they, you know, work the match out. But uh, that's when I tagged with Paul Vandale, as I had told you years ago, there you go. who is um, uh, Carmela's dad. That's right. So uh, my very first match in, you know, WWE TV was doing a job for the Quebecers with uh, Carmela's dad. And he was pissed that it, I wasn't the one doing the job. <laughs> he was the one that had to lay down. That's right. So, you got to keep you strong. Yeah. Hey, but you never know. So, uh, well, the first, like, five to six or seven matches I had that kept me in tag teams, and they kept having the night partner do the job. So I was like, Damn. this is crazy. So I, I was fine with it. I mean, I, <laughs> would, I wouldn't mind like, like what don't, what I'm am also I, like, hey, what I'm am undefeated I, on WWF TV. Right? So. You're like, what, so what awesome. don't I know? Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. But, uh, yeah, those are great memories. And when I, when I kind of see that stuff, like the picture that I posted, I'm like, it kind of starts flooding back because I never really – think about it like it's just kind of like out of sight out of mind because it's just so long ago and there are guys that do nothing but harp on like the past or what they've done or whatever but i always just was a looking forward guy but like when i see something like that i'm like oh man i'm gonna post that just because I, I look great <laughs> and I'm like hey shit i'm gonna post that absolutely all biceps and then, then you start thinking about all those memories and it's like wow it's so weird to think that the whole fucking office from wwf used to come up and hang out with us all weekend long it was just, it was so awesome you know it was great uh, resource to add. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty neat.
Oh, that's fantastic. Anyway, man, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, luckily, uh, you actually still care about this stuff and you still watch it. So, uh, what happened this week in wrestling? <laughs> Steve, you can break down this week but in me. wrestling for these. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what happened 30 years ago. It's hard for me to tell you what happened on yeah, Monday. But, uh... Well, let's start with the one thing that everyone tunes in to find out about what, what happened with our boy Cody Rhodes this week. And by our boy, I mean Billy nothing. Ray's boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my ad boy, I mean, Billy Ray's boy, because I couldn't care less, and I'm sure you couldn't either. He was off the entire show until the very end of the night when there was a run-in with some heels, and he came in to be one of the baby faces to chase the heels off. It was a very weak thing, and the same thing with Jay Uso. He was also in the run-in as a baby face at the end. Neither one of them were there all night long, so I actually mentioned to Teresa, I'm like, you know, I can't believe, if I were a fan who paid to see that WWE, you, you got to figure they're fans of Cody and Jay. I mean, they're, they're pretty, pretty much the two biggest names on Raw. Like, I can't believe the only time I got to see them was like in a yeah. five-minute spot, like at 11 o'clock at night. They I'm probably sure they did, did a lengthy dark match afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But still, like, nothing throughout the whole show, which I found weird because that was the go-home Raw before Saudi Arabia, you know? So, like, you figure they'd have, like, have turned up the heat with, you know, Cody is working... Damian Priest, I believe, at the uh, Crown Jewel this Saturday. And Jay, I'm not sure who he's working, but uh, he must be doing something on the card, I imagine. But, uh, you know, he it, is, it, I, isn't he? I don't know. We'll actually look at the card here in a minute because that's okay. uh, knowing that we had little to talk about. I, I figured we'll do like a, a preview for, for Crown Jewel here in a minute. But that's cool. Yeah, you don't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no. I just, uh, I, I think, I mean, Cody's obviously in, obviously, it sounds like he's not doing a whole lot on the show, at least for this week. I wonder if they just, like, didn't get there until late. Like, if there was, like, some logistical reason as to why we didn't see these guys until the end of the show. But, yeah, uh, I think Cody's in trouble, man. Like, uh, as we, as we've been talking about for weeks, I, I just think, I think the steam's going to run out eventually here. Like, now you've got him doing this whole thing with Damian Priest. Does anyone care? Like, is this going to end up with Cody somehow? maybe winning this briefcase from Damien Priest? Or is is this just to set up Damien Priest ultimately cashing in on Cody when he gets his moment at WrestleMania, maybe? Oh, um, man. I, I, I think like that would be a really cool way to go for Priest and probably for the general public. Uh, obviously not so great for Cody Rhodes, but listen, Cody Rhodes is in trouble because this week, from what I've been told, and Twitter, should I say X, confirm this for me, Babyface Miz is back, baby. And the baby, yeah. the Miz is a babyface is a problem for Cody Rhodes because he's way better at this shit than Cody could ever be. Oh, my God. A hundred times better. And he's a great he's, – he's, he's such a perfect wrestler because he's perfect as a heel. He's fantastic as a baby. And he got people to cheer him. And he wasn't a, he, he wasn't a babyface last week. Right. He just had like, to have Gunther come out. This like week the, came uh, out and made fun Imperium. of the, the European guys. Boom. Done. Yeah. And it was amazing, and people ate right out of his hand because that's how good he is. He can control the crowd, and it, it, it takes him no effort. That's the thing is, like like I said, one week heel, next week babyface, voila. You know, if Grayson Waller was in there, you know, putting the screws to the heels, they would still would have booed him too, though. That's that's the difference between the work rate there is like probably like this guy's been doing this for so long. He's just, he knows what to do. And then like, he brings in, up, you know, his wife during the thing, like, Oh, you know, you get yelled at by your wife. And it's like, yeah, I, I, you wish you could get yelled at by such a hot chick, you know, and Absolutely. people pop for it because she, yes, yeah, she's, she's gorgeous. And how did he like, 
Land He's like, oh, yeah, and by the everything. way, it yeah. wasn't just Total Divas. It was my show, you know, the one with my name at the beginning of it, Ms. and Mrs. Like, I got my <laughs> right. own show. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just straight up dunking on people, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's just yeah. so good at it. I guess it, it really is just a matter of who his target is. You know, if yeah, his target's sure. a baby face that week, he's a heel. If his target's a heel that week, he's a baby face. If you know he what? could go Dude, back and forth for within another... a single promo. Absolutely. I'm ready for another baby face Miz run. Let's do it. I mean, when he started talking about Maurice, he starts talking about winning his first WWE title against Randy Orton. And then he starts when talking about winning his second WWE title almost a decade later. Mm -hmm. I'm starting the wheels start spinning, Striz. Could we get three title reigns from the Miz more than a decade apart between each of them? Oh before God. it's all said and done i mean i i don't think it's going to be this per, per se I, it is a weird choice they're doing babyface miz at this moment against gunther because i think it's safe to right. say as much as i love this and you love this he's not beating gunther he's no he's not but in a way losing will make him a bigger baby face okay because so he's he, gonna get he sympathy on his valiantly. side yes he's gonna he's gonna stand up to the giant and he's gonna Try his damnedest, and he's going to come close, but no cigar. And it's the way he reacts afterwards that will keep him as a baby face and even bigger than he was last week. So, you know, I, I, it's a great move. And why not? The, the, you got to keep Gunther having the wins, but to have him in a little bit of an angle with an individual rather than just going through guy after guy after guy. Because you got to yep. save some dudes, you know, leading to Mania. We still have a long road to go. Six months, you know, until Mania. So, you know, there's quite a ways. And I think that's what they're doing with Cody, too, is it's like, yeah, he's lost some glitter and some shine. But, you know, the stuff with uh, Damien will keep him busy. And I'm sure, you know, they'll have their back and forth. And I think they're just kind of keeping him on the back burner and try to try to heat him up by rumble time and see what happens. But the thing is, like you said, are people going to be there ready and willing to back him like they did the year before? I'm not sure, but if, like you said, like, like, if, what if he does win the belt from Roman Reigns, and what if Damian cashes in on Cody? Yeah. Nobody would see that coming, and nobody would think that if he, if he did do it, that he'd beat them that night for the belt and take everything away, ruin the whole finish of his story kind of thing, and, you know, then Priest is a made man, and uh, the story continues for Cody, and never gets to that moment in the sun, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think that the cash in on Cody or regardless of how Cody like gets this belt, if and when he gets the belt, like having him have a short reign, I think is good. Like the chase was was is going to be a way bigger deal than than any potential title reign, title reign unless they immediately turn him heel. Like he wins. He has this moment. He comes back out on Raw the next night like, ha like fucking full <laughs> Hollywood. Like I fooled all you fucking marks into believing yeah. in me, blah, blah, blah. Like something wonderful like that. But not, I think come out with his shirt before. on, but then takes his shirt off and it says AEW on it. Oh God! It was he was a plant all I along. This title for AEW. Uh, they get people uh, talking. That would be that would be kind of just next level shit right there. That would be amazing. But I don't know. I mean, uh, with, with with Cody, I I almost feel like I'm I'm at a crossroads here, if you will. I'm I. I, I <laughs> I, I totally didn't mean to do that until it was coming out of my mouth, and now I'm ashamed. Um, I don't want it to happen, so let's like let's put that out there. But if it's gonna happen, do we just do this in the laziest, most straightforward way possible and get it over with? Injury angle, return at the Rumble, goes on to wins the Rumble, goes on to WrestleMania, like just boom, just fucking clean, easy. Let's not complicate this shit. 
if it's going to happen, let's just, you know, be gentle with it. Or do we let WWE get cute with this and start finagling? Oh, he gets in. He he comes in number one at the Rumble. He loses at the last second. And, oh, man, he gets screwed out of Elimination Chamber and politics his way into a WrestleMania main event somehow. Daniel Bryan style. Like I almost just want injury angle return at the rumble. Let, let's let's yeah. just do this. That is the easiest way to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. But like even even like easier and more WWE would be like, you know, at Mania Roman is like it's Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Callahan. Uh, Sammy Callahan. Sammy <laughs> yes. Zayn. Sure. Yes. Yeah, Sammy no, no. Callahan. You never know. We'll, he might be signing soon. We'll, we'll keep uh, it. <laughs> and LA Knight. So it's like the three top babies that have been chasing Roman. Now all and then so you don't even have to pin Roman to win the belt till they do that and then you know Simi Zayn gets knocked out from a Superman punch and a spear but then they shit can Roman over the top rope and somebody pins Sammy and they get the belt off of you know they did this so many times with Brock like to get the belt off and but yep. they probably figured because it wouldn't be believable to ever watch him get pinned so that's the only way you can get the title off him is to have a schmaz like that. I hope they don't do that. Because that's just it makes the babyface champion look weak, and it's it's so convoluted, and people yeah. see it coming a mile away because we've seen it with Lesnar so many times. But I wouldn't put it past WWE to be like, I just like like somebody like I don't know Triple H or, or Vince being like, I just don't want Roman to get pinned, you know, if if The yeah. Rock isn't in on the whole deal. Which well, you know, that's I, have a, it. I have a feeling I just don't have a I have a feeling that Rock's not going to be a part of it. Yeah, I still feel like he was just trying to politic his way into to to you know maybe getting the t- the new TKO leadership to give him a call and see you know what his number right. is. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if they do end up doing Cody and Sammy and I don't know KO or Jimmy or whoever the fuck like you know like it's some sort yeah. of three four five way, it'll just feel like hey, here's three you know B listers because we couldn't get the Rock and. Right. Yeah, it does feel like it could be said they're not even B listers, you know, in a grander context. So, yeah, um, yeah. So that's uh the, the road to WrestleMania. Will it be smooth? Will it be rocky? We'll find out. You know, we're we're as we continue here on Cody Watch right here on WLR. But we were talking about it a little bit before Crown Jewel. It's coming up. It's a thing. Uh, it's going to be on uh, November fourth. So I think like this Saturday. But I don't know if yep. that's November fourth like their time or our time or what time like i mean i know it's going to be november 4th relatively around the same time like i don't know basically <laughs> i'm saying i don't know how time zones work unless everything's given to me in eastern standard time i don't give a fuck right so, i think uh, it's like one o'clock your time and it's like uh, 10 a.m here or 11 a.m here something like that 11 12 1 yeah three hour difference but uh yeah it's not in the morning here but i'm not going to be able to watch it till i get home so yeah i'm probably just going to watch it on the replay regardless just to be safe yeah. about the whole but you thing. know I, so, I i do want to watch it i'm looking forward to it because they always put on a huge show it's like it has that wrestlemania feel to it i know they promote it like that but it really does they put out all the pyro and the, the huge entrance way and the, the and i love seeing the kids from saudi arabia because they look like they're having the greatest time yeah. and I, I just think that's cool they take a shot and this kid has just got like Oh my God! It's John Cena or whoever's out there. He's just got like the googly eyes, like Oh my God, this guy really does exist. And I, I think that's just the coolest <laughs> thing seeing stuff like that. America's not so bad, anyway. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> isn't it weird that they even get wrestling over it's there? Like, weird. It, I just find it so strange. Like, just 
you know, dudes in trunks and stuff. You'd feel like they'd be like too uh, uptight. Like we can't have our women looking at this on TV or whatever yeah. the case may be. You know. I don't so, know. There's a lot of like, I don't know. There's a lot of closet cases over in that culture. I'm sure, right? Like, so th- this might be the thing for yeah. them. Ultimately, anyway. Um, so moving on from there, uh, the the uh, card. So we got Sami Zayn taking on uh, my boy JD McDonough, formerly Jordan Devlin. That was when he was my boy. I don't. I think if he changes names, like we've got a re up boyhood, and so perhaps not boys anymore. But uh, yeah, what do we what what do we got going on here? Why is Sami Zayn? Is this is like the whole. Ko and his and his land of misfit toys versus Joe yeah they think yeah it's yeah exactly what it was is the the back and forth with uh, Sami oh. Zayn and, I guess and it's Cody and his Day. land of misfit toys Ko happens to be right. one of them but yeah all right <laughs> yeah so not a lot of heat in this match in fact it's the um, kickoff match so it's the pre-show match which is weird considering how like the last time they were in Saudi Arabia how over Sami Zayn was and then when he spoke in Arabic people popped because that's his national first language and uh people thought it was great so it's funny to see i mean a guy that was so white hot like Sami Zayn, now just in a kickoff match there was a period of time they couldn't even bring him over there remember like i think it was a time where he didn't want to go over. he didn't want to go okay i didn't know if he didn't want to go if they didn't want him like i don't know he didn't want to go because of their stance on like gays or something like that or i'm sure it's a lot deeper than that and uh i was gonna say i'm sure that Kevin always changed. did the first one and then he didn't do the like, one or two after that because he was standing with sammy on that saying hey listen you know i i support my friend in this decision but he lost a lot of money doing that and he lost a huge push if you remember back then um they just kind of stopped using him or didn't book him very favorably and he's always been an over guy with triple h but you know, at that time, McMahon was still, you know, the head honcho. And, uh, okay, you don't want to go and hang out with your friend? That's fine. But uh, you're not going to fucking reap any benefits out of it. And you were going to fucking squash it for six months, you know? So yeah. I guess they finally both came around and said, listen, it's a great opportunity to make a ton of money. And that money can go and go do good things with that money. Like opening another, like, children's hospital in Syria like Sammy does. Or, or he buys ambulances yeah. and stuff and sends them over there. Or like he does that with his T-shirt sales. He'll say anything between this date and this date uh, is all being donated, and it, it buys them medical supplies. It's it's really awesome to see that kind of stuff. So I guess to figure, hey, I might not agree with their politics, but their money can go and do something for people that they don't like. So you kind of, in a way, you're kind of sticking it up their ass by following the rules. And maybe he figures, hey, if I can't beat him, I'll at least you know do whatever I can to make it into my you know benefit. So good for him Absolutely. on that. I love, I think, I think one of my favorite things that's happened in recent modern culture is people slowly bowing to the Saudis. Uh, all, all these people have all these oh, principles. Yeah. Uh, Rory McElroy's one in golf. You know, he was very vocal about all the guys going to play for their, uh, their rival. The league live golf was, was like a Saudi yep. owned golf league. So he was all pissed off. All those guys went over there, took all that blood money, blah, blah, blah. And then the PGA merges with live. I haven't heard about Rory's retirement. I don't know about y'all. Uh, you know, all of a sudden this motherfucker's not so principled anymore because the only game in town now also is funded by the blood money. And so it's either, you know, continue to play the game that he loves at the highest level or retire. And uh, it, it appears that he's 
decided to stick with the yeah. form with the with you know the former there. So well, it is what it's it like is. Ted DiBiase said, everybody's got a price. And like in fact, Hamid was talking about this on the Monday locker room this week with the vet. And he said they, they, I think it was Phil Mickerson who got four hundred million dollars to play over there. Mm-hmm. Who in their right mind would say no to that? Honestly. Yeah, not only not only was he getting paid that kind of money to go play over there, they were playing, they were setting up tournaments that were three days instead of four. So you're only playing three rounds instead of four. You're playing Friday to Sunday instead of Thursday to Sunday, or Thursday to Saturday instead of whatever three days. Um, there's less tournaments, bigger paydays on top of the already guaranteed like money that that some of these big time players were getting. Uh, yeah, you'd be a freaking idiot to like, oh, but just Jamal Khashoggi, like, yeah, all right, yeah, right, you know, right, right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll cry myself to business. sleep on my bed made of fucking <laughs> yeah. money. Get out of yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's insane, but like to to think like that four hundred million dollars that one dude got is just pissing a bucket to those guys. Oh, and he well, Phil could also gamble that away in a weekend. So you know, keep it all. In yeah, that's also what I mean. Was mentioning he had a lot of debts, so it's like. Hey, this is going to keep me alive, you know? Dude, I watched this motherfucker one time at a PGA tournament. It may have even been like a major. This guy was like about to hit a shot from like not the woods, but it was like, you know, like on the outskirts. It was in the rough, definitely kind of right up against the gallery. Some guy from the crowd's like, hey, Phil, a hundred bucks. You don't get this on the green. Turns around, (laughs) goes, I'll take it. Hits the ball, doesn't get on the green, pulls a hundred dollars out of his sock, hands it to the guy, walks away wow. without like a word. I was like, this motherfucker came ready to lose bets. <laughs> like he like had money cashed away because yeah, he knew at any given moment some guy from the gallery, some guy would call him out and he'd fucking take the bet because he knows he's gonna take the bet. It's crazy. It's baffling. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. This he's is got a professional sport. Now. Like, like Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> because he was gambling on his part. Phil Mickelson gambled on the shot he was taking live on television. <laughs> no big crazy. deal. Yeah, and 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 he'll and the thing is that Pete Rose will never be in the Hall of Fame now because of that. And it's been forty something years, and it's still it'll just be like that forever, which is too bad. But you know, yeah. you have to keep the integrity of the sport, as they say, and. The thing is with Pete Rose is that he was a player coach at the time and could have manipulated, you know, things to go his way. So I guess I can understand why they did that, but I think they made their point. But, uh, you know, if they put him in now, I think he, you know, obviously accepted it or whatever. I don't even know if he's still alive. Oh, I, I can imagine. Is, but, yeah, I believe he is. Yeah. I think they'll probably put him in like after they'll figure out some way. To, like, they'll do like a, a hall of infamy, you know, like Pete Rose, the Black Sox, yeah. Barry Bonds, Carl, you know, all these guys. They'll the like Black fucking Sox, shove yeah. him into some corner to make a bunch of money out of him. Um, and they'll, they'll market the hell out of it one of these years. Yeah. So, But if, if, if they do induct uh, Pete Rose while he's still alive, and they don't have Kane come in and induct him, then what are we doing? I was just going to, I I was going to f- try and find a way to get Kane back into this. Thank you for doing it for me. That's glorious. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he is a WWE Hall of Famer, Pete Rose, and they'll never yeah. be able to take that away from him until, you know, they find like a trunk full of child porn or something. Yeah. And then they will take <laughs> it away from him. They'll do it. it it's, and it's during his, during Pete Rose's, Rose's speech at the Hall of Fame, he was a total heel. <laughs> yes, he and was. was making fun of the Red Sox at the time. Is Bill Buckner who missed that easiest play in the world in 1986, and he brought that up. Yeah, he goes, "I left two tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bother to bend over and pick them up." And the whole place went, "Oh!" <laughs> 
was classic. I was just watching that recently. It just popped up on the algorithm. And yeah, Pete Rose WWE moments were good. He was one of the ones, you know, long before Bad Bunny and Logan Paul and Machine Gun Kelly and guys out here taking like, you know, real crazy bumps and all that sort of stuff for the business. Pete Rose was one of the better ones. He was he was out there, you know, really putting an effort into it. And God bless him. I guess like he was happy somebody cared about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget the time he dressed up as the San Diego chicken and did a run in at WrestleMania to try to distract Kane, and then got tombstoned in the chicken outfit, which is legendary. Yeah, but he was like he was the gobbledygooker or something one year too, right? Like they just kept like bringing him back into and like oh, it was just it was great. Pete Rose. Um, yeah, I love a running gag like that, and it's so rare that they do it, but they were doing it so well. I would love for like, yeah, for, for like Machine Gun Kelly to show up on Raw and just like see Kevin Owens and just fucking bolt. Like, just like, no, 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 not again. <laughs> they don't have to not explain th- anything. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, do I, it like, I like shit like that. That, that is classic. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so we got more on Crown Jewel here. Uh, moving on to the main card here. Uh, I don't know if this is in the order it's going to be, but this is what Wikipedia has. So saith Thepedia. Um, Seth freaking Rollins are... WWE heavyweight champion taking on Drew McIntyre. Striz, again, not paying super close attention to this. How the fuck did we get here? Uh, they were having some back and forth in the locker room over the last couple of weeks. And they, Seth saying, oh, you know, Drew's having a shitty attitude and whatnot. Uh, it just eventually leads to this match. And Drew has been working semi heel. Even yeah, though he's I, kind of still. Did I see he was. Brushing up against Judgment Day recently? Um, I'm not sure about the Judgment Day thing, but I, I he was, um, what did he do? He was tagging with a babyface against New Day. So it was like a double babyface tag team. But during the match, you know, he's being overly rough. And, you know, by the time he pins uh, Xavier Woods, like he, he worked as pretty much a heel the whole match. And like, brother, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So, oh, okay. But he's trying to show that he's aggressive and wants to get back to the top. Because he hasn't been there since like the Thunderdome and wants his opportunity, yada yada yada. But uh, hey, if he takes the belt off of Seth, I'll be a happy guy because I'm I'm sick of the Seth thing. The title is already stale. He's had it since Mania. He's apparently he's got a broken back, but Shinsuke can't beat him twice, you know. So if Drew can't, it's like you know, just line these guys up against the wall and just fucking give them their fucking walking papers because. What good are they if they can't beat this broken back guy who all he does is go out there and laugh and have a song? So I mean, I just I'm just not with it right now with them with with Seth. I'm, I mean, I rarely am anyway, but I've, I've seen the character. I'm, I'm 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 over it. All right, but does Drew does Drew take the title from him? Ugh, probably not. But yeah. I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if he did. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, I think Seth's probably going to take this one as well. And I, you know, as, as disinterested as I am in a Seth Rollins world title reign, I can't say I'm all that much more interested in a Drew one. Babyface heel doesn't, yeah, I, I you know, yeah. it is kind of what it is. It's not that big of an upgrade for me. So, like, I'd like to hold out for potentially bigger change. Hopefully, not named Cody Rhodes. But uh, <laughs> there, there is a world title match that uh, I, I am, I am relatively interested to see. How this all goes down, I'm fairly certain of the outcome. But Rhea Ripley, five-way match. She's taking on Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, and Raquel Rodriguez. We got some big women up in this bitch. Yep. And I'm I'm still fairly certain that Mommy's going to toss them around and uh, look fucking strong as hell in the process. But I guess the real question is, if I'm right, Striz, 
Who's next? Like, who else can this woman uh, stop on? Good question. And that's what makes me think that maybe, because also she's had her title since Mania. Um, maybe this is how they get the belt off of her because they don't have to pin the champion that win the belt, like I was saying about the Lesnar scenario. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to see her to necessarily drop her, but it's, been, but it's been a while and she can always get it back in plenty of time for Mania. So, like, you know, who, which of the girls do you think would be the champ, the returning Nia Jax? Well, we've seen it. And, you know, she's limited, but um, can we try to make somebody and have Zoe Stark win it and have it be a standout figure than just a background filler, you know? Uh, Ra- Raquel Rodriguez is like, you know, we saw her as NXT Women's Champion, and she was fine, but I just don't think she's quite ready for prime time. You know, I think she's just missing something, and I'm not sure what it is, but... You know, it's not that she's terrible. It's just that there's just something just that's just not there yet. So she's diesel. She's she's yeah. <laughs> she's diesel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she is. She's a heavyweight. And uh, I think Shayna actually, out of all of them, to me, would probably be the best champion because she can pretty much wrestle any style. Can wrestle with any size girl and yeah, has the you know pedigree. She you know was the one that get Ronda Rousey out of WWE. So she's got some street cred there and everything. And it's been a while since she really got pushed. So. If it was a temporary thing and they had to take it off her, that's who I would choose to go with. And um, if anybody else, I'd say just keep it on Rhea. Is this, is this you know, if, if they end up keeping it on Rhea, as I think they will, and I, I would love for her to look super dominant in this match, right? Like, just have her fucking pancake and bitches. Like, literally stack all four of them on top of one another, boom, pin them, and then... Is this where Jade Cargill comes in, right? Like, is it? Do they come? Do they just push her right in to something like this? I mean, it, it seems to me like you're kind of clearing the deck with this match. If they are going to have Mommy retain the title, that's a, that kind of leaves something, you know, leaves it wide open. That's a really good way of looking at it, and I hadn't thought about that. But you might be right. But I don't think they want to put Jade out there just yet. To, I think she'd still be a little bit exposed. I think she probably has a good few more months to go in the ring to get used to the WWE style rather than the, what sure. you, know, you want to call AEW a style because they uh, don't yeah. really train people to work for the cameras and stuff, which is it's the, it's the come as insane. you are style. Yeah, it's just do whatever you want and uh, we'll figure it out on the fly style, which is the difference between the two companies, really, the professionalism and the, you know, fly by the seat of your pants, you know. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong, but if they want to make Jade the star that she's, she could be, I'd say it's going to be probably four to six more months of, uh, you know, intense yeah. training and getting her in there and, you know, getting familiar. I, I also what they're doing with her like now it. is fine. Once a week she comes out on a show and people pop for her and everything, which is great. It's, it's, it's funny that they do because nobody watches AEW, so they know who she is. But you just look at her and go, oh my God, she's gorgeous. Like, yeah. maybe that's what's getting the pop, you know? Yeah, and I almost feel like if you are going to come in and have Jade have like a big program right out the gate, you know, maybe Rhea's not necessarily the person. Yes, she's established. Yes, she's dominant. Uh, like you can have like a Becky or a Charlotte do that job, and it almost has more of an impact because they've been around. They're they're right. kind of still the top dogs, um, you know, almost unanimously. Like even if you pulled the women in the locker room, I'm sure those would be like the women that everyone looks up to still. Um, so oh, yeah. that would be kind of probably what the angle I would like to see them go charlotte in particular right like or jade versus charlotte kind of would be like a great gatekeeping kind of scenario mm-hmm. there yeah you know but uh yeah, charlotte that's would still know, be the standard until she's arrived otherwise. 
Yeah. I somehow I have a feeling that they're saving that for like WrestleMania yeah. Jade versus Charlotte. But um hey, I mean what a great debut at WrestleMania that'll be to you know beat the fifteen time women's champion, you know, like sure. Flair's daughter, you know, like that's just maybe yeah, maybe you even have her come in and just come this close to beating Charlotte and then it's like now it becomes like a th- a chip on her shoulder for a year until she works her way back to Charlotte. Yeah, you know, yeah, do something like that. There's countless ways to get there, but yeah, that that'd be good too. And it'd be the opposite of what everybody thinks is going to happen because exactly. she's sixty and zero with AEW. So why not start her off at a shocking loss and have her build? Yeah, I mean that'd be a great story for a babyface to tell if that's the way they're going to go with her. That's how I would book her. But uh, you know, actually, I could see her going kind of uh, as a baby or a heel. But yeah, like, I, I just think that the way that the crowd's responding to her. You don't want her to be booked as a heel and getting that kind of pop because that means whoever she's working is doomed. Because if yeah, she's working, much. if you're a heel and you're getting a babyface pop, and then the other babyface, they're just going to ignore or shit on top of them. That means that babyface is effective, you know, ineffective. So, you know, that's bad for business as far as that goes. But, you know, I, I I'm, I'm sure they're going to. I think they're taking a lot of care and attention with her because I think they do see, you know, tens of millions of dollars on this woman. She's going to. The, this next chapter, the the post Becky, you know, four horsewomen chapter of WWE, which has had a great, amazing seven to really eight year has. run at this point now. But uh, I mean, couldn't have asked for better women's wrestling, in my opinion, during those times. But now we have to start getting this next crop ready to go. And if she happens to be the crown jewel of that next crop, I mean, who the hell is going to say no to that? That's right. Just keep her away from Natty. I don't even want her. I was gonna rolling. say that'll be your first match. I don't even Natty. want her squashing Natty. <laughs> keep her the fuck away from yeah. that. Get keep Natty the fuck off television. Okay, that's uh, you know we get it. You almost killed her husband. It is what it is. Samoa Joe doesn't work for you anymore. Let's move <laughs> the fuck on. Um, moving yeah. on. Uh, the next match on Wiki here is like the main event, so I'm gonna skip it for now. We've got Rey Mysterio taking on Logan Paul, United States title on the line. Rey's our current champ. Is this it? Are we putting the strap? Are we putting some gold on Logan Paul? Because I, I think it's it's unequivocal the man deserves it at this point. It just kind of has been a matter of which belt, which time, yeah. who's lo- who's losing, and does his schedule permit? What do you think? Right. And I don't think his schedule is even a purpose because if he didn't have the title on TV for six months, who would give a fuck? Roman takes months and months sure. at a time, and they don't yeah. have the biggest title in the history of the company on TV, so what does it matter? But as much as I can see Logan Paul winning the belt, which would be great and get tens of millions of views online, the only person I want to take that belt off of Rey Mysterio is Dirty Dom Dom. Yes. Yeah. Because he I, has I to have the North American and the U.S. title. I like title. that idea. Somebody put that out on X. X. I'm doing the arm thing. Um, they uh, they put that thought in my head, and now it just makes too much sense for it to not happen. But that said, it probably won't happen for all of those reasons at the same time. It's it's kind of an awkward paradox we've got going on with WWE. Even still, in the TKO Holdings era, you could just you can expect the worst, and uh, you can always fantasy book something really cool and almost guarantee it's not going to happen. So that, <laughs> that probably isn't going to work out. But uh, yeah, no, Dirty Dom's still killing it. Judgment Day's still killing it. I just... I almost feel like, you know, 
giving Logan Paul the U.S. belt is like, all right, we might as well just give him a slamming. Like, like, who gives a fuck <laughs> about this belt? You know, like, yeah, I've never really. cared about it either. But uh, you know, oh, Owen only, Hart do. I mean, like, I'm sorry, Owen, Owen Hart, Logan Paul doing like the Owen Hart slammy gimmick that could work. Let's fucking do that. that like him that just walking around with that trophy everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> no matter where he is, boxing, red carpet, slammy. It's great. Yeah, and he'd probably do it just because he'd think it'd be funny. Yes, you know, if he if he had just if he was watching himself. has any knowledge of that Owen Hart run, I'm sure he would be all in on it because it was yeah. just yeah, that was great. It was good stuff, but uh, yeah, like I said, I'd, I'd love to see Dom be the kid to do it. And it's, the thing is that Dom is too soon into his heel run to if his dad was getting pummeled by Logan Paul for Dom to come out and be like, "Come on, Dad, you can do it!" Like turn baby face, you know? It's just oh, way no. too soon for that. So um, I don't want know. it. I don't want it. No. I was watching. Uh, I was watching something on YouTube. I think like uh, Logan Paul was on. I mean, I look, wow, I'm mixing all the names up. Ray Mysterio was on a show with like Kevin Hart, and Kevin Hart's interviewing oh, him, yeah. and he started asking about his son, <laughs> and his he starts telling him, you know, well, I kicked him out of the house. You know, he's like, well, I mean, <laughs> well, goddamn, Dom Dom's probably, you know, he's pulling in at at least six figures now. I think he could yeah, afford a fucking place to live, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, uh, that it was just so great, like just the way it just rolled off. He his said tongue, it so like, naturally, it was great. Fully, fully committed. <laughs> She's like, I kicked that, I kicked that little bitch ass out of the house. Like, fuck him. Like, I was, <laughs> goddamn. Yeah, that was good. Father was good. of the year over here. I know it was, it was that was a hilarious interview too. And uh, Kevin Hart's like, "Hey, I'm taller than you," and he's like, "No, you're not." He's like, "Yes, I am." This is the only guest he's ever had. Yeah. I think that he was taller than, which funny. is. Uh, unfortunate for ray it's not it's not like one of those trivia questions you want to be the answer to right uh, yeah. who's the only person in the world shorter than kevin hart oh, ray mysterio oh, and peter dinklage is somewhere going like what about right. me no one counts you don't count okay, yeah i'm sorry right. yeah and for all the reasons you think you don't count that's right anyway uh cody rhodes taking on damian priest uh not for the money in the bank but that's like you know it's affiliated with this thing. It's a it's a pseudo title. It's something to throw on the marquee. And Cody yeah. Rhodes is uh gonna gonna win. Like right, he's gonna win. He's gonna bury Damian Priest and this stupid senior money yeah. in the bank briefcase all in the, the the process. Yep, I don't think uh, Damian stands a chance for this one. Uh, yeah. You know he's been a pretty good heel, but I mean they got to keep Cody strong. And I think a loss to Damian Priest right now is just not the uh, way to go. Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I I like Damien. I see his potential. I'm not like on a track levels where I think he's going to be the next Roman Reigns. Like I'm not. I'm not there. I I I just feel like almost the Judgment Day thing. While it's kind of lifted other elements of the group up a little bit, it almost it's almost watered him down a little bit. Like he's just kind of the muscle. He's not the most charismatic. He's not the most interesting. His matches, like if, if if I could watch any one of them have a rest, a singles match, he's going to be the last one I want to watch. It's funny because like, they used to be uh, Finn, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd still want. I mean, well, I, maybe because I'm particular to Balor, but uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather watch Dom Dom matches. I'd rather watch Mommy yeah. r- wrestle. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not that. If you're going to be like the Roman Reigns of the Shield, like you kind of got to be the big dog, right? Like, and that's not, I don't get that vibe from him within that dynamic judgment day is cool. They're all scary collectively. I'm not all that worried about Damian priest. Like if they all just turned on him tomorrow, I'd be fucking all about it. <laughs> right. That'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, 
I, I'm sure they'll have a good match. I, I do like Damian Priest. I like him better as a babyface, but the, this run actually has been fairly decent for him. But yeah, I'd like to see him have more heat. And uh, you know, the other, like you said, the other members all have much more heat. But I mean, you figured having the money in the bank thing would make it better, but it really hasn't yet. And uh, yeah, it kind of know. makes it worse for all the reasons I think we talked about last week. It's like the, they just keep booking this the, the guy who holds this thing like a total boob. Yeah. Not to mention all the times that's aside from all of the times that they should have and don't cash in or fumble through a cash in or mm-hmm. you know stand at the top of the ramp and will I won't I like right, those right. those times are ridiculous enough. But just the amount of times that they take losses while holding this thing, I mean. He's the Damian Priest taking an L this week in Saudi Arabia. And, and you know, and, right. and when he wins the world title, unless he does wrap back around and beat Cody Rhodes for it, like, right. is, it, is it worth anything? And if he did beat Cody, he'd have to hit him with the briefcase to do it, too. Like, you'd have to involve it somehow because he couldn't just beat him because he's better. He has to, you know, I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. And it's like, oh, I, I, I'm so sick of the Money in the Bank thing, man. I'm just it's so over it. That, you know what they should have done is they should have had WWE kept trying to push this senior money in the bank thing. And eventually Damian Priest is like, yo, what the fuck? Like, can I just be Mr. Money in the Bank? Like, why is it got to be like right, this? Right. Like, why can't be senior money in the bank? <laughs> he just starts going completely off on, on them. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, why? Yeah. Uh, like. I'm a wrestler. Like I'm not like you know. I, I'm not. Like, you can put me in a luchador mask next week. Am I gonna be out here in a goddamn sombrero the week after that? The LWO shirt, perhaps. Yeah, they're gonna make them. They're gonna make them join the LWO. It's like LWO, Viva La Raza, or else. Like hey, you <laughs> right, motherfucker, right. you big big <laughs> knuckle sandwich. Got your name on it, kid. But yeah, uh, who, who knows? We'll, that we'll would have been that would have been quite the angle. All of a sudden, like Michael Cole just keeps saying "senior." He just walks over to him yeah. and just fucking slaps the taste out of his mouth. Like, what do you keep doing? <laughs> Who's telling you to do that? You put that headset on this head right now. You, I'm gonna fucking talk to that motherfucker. <laughs> That'd be funny. Make me get him over. But uh, like, stop making me do my promos twice. You, you do one sentence in Spanish, then you have to say it in English. And yeah. Spanish and in English. Oh my god! It's, I'm working it's... twice as hard. I want a paycheck, and I want a paycheck <laughs> in pesos, motherfucker. Like, what are we right. doing? <laughs> <laughs> you made 18 million pesos today. Great job. That's right. Good night. Good night. Anyway, so all right, we got three more matches on the card. We got John Cena taking on Solo Sokoa. I have to imagine this is like a Cena special where he just like likes the kid, wants to work him, and here we are. Oh, yeah, I'm imagining he wants to help out as well. There you go. Yeah, he wants to get Solo to the next level. And we need Solo to be on the next level, too. We need him to keep his heat. We need him to be strong. It keeps Paulie strong. And when Solo wins, it's kind of like a a win for the, the bloodline and for Roman and stuff like that. It's bragging rights for him, you know, because if Jay does something stupid or Jimmy rather, like, hey, Solo beat John Cena. What have you done? You know, because because Jimmy's kind of like the whooping boy at this point. Yeah. You know, so. And I, I like Solo. I want to see him kept strong. I think he's doing a great job in the role. I like to see him develop a little bit deeper in the character. Like, maybe let him start talking a little bit because you can't yeah. have to be silent forever. And let's get the guy, uh, you know, let's get him working here. Let's let's see what he can do promo-wise. His promos in NXT were fine. It's not like they were terrible because he, he talked because he was on his own there. He didn't have a manager or anything like that, and uh, it was the, the uh, street champ they used to call him. Okay. So uh, you know, like let, let's let's develop this kid a little bit, especially after if he does beat John Cena. I mean, that's a huge win. So and Cena's always talking about I haven't had a win in five years on whatever show, or whatever. So if he takes another L, that's 
more for his storyline. So it helps yeah. both guys in that way to have have it have it go in that direction. So that's what I'm picturing what's going to happen. Yeah, I would definitely like to see a little more character stuff out of Solo because I, I don't know. I mean, call me silly, call me stereotypical, whatever it is. Like I, every time I saw the Bloodline thing, and I'm looking at Roman, and I'm looking at you know. The, one of the be, you know bigger studs of our generation. I'm looking at the Usos, one of the best tag teams of all time. Like mm-hmm. these guys are so fucking good at what they do. And I'd see Solo, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, man, fits the picture, right? Like he's yeah. part of literally the bloodline. He's also, you know, in in that he's a big Samoan motherfucker. Every time I look at him, I go, what if that was Samoa Joe? Like, what if they didn't fucking fuck him up royally? And like, you know, what if he didn't fuck Tyson kid's neck up royally? And what if what if like things just went different? What if they put him over over Brock Lesnar, great balls of fire? And that motherfucker was standing here doing all that he does. You don't Heyman would almost be unnecessary at that point. Like, right. Yes. Yeah, he, he, he could be both of them like in one person. So, yeah, I mean, like Paul's not going to be around forever. I'd like to see Paul do other things like there's other guys. I'd like to see Paul mm-hmm. make Paul Heyman guys because it, he's kind of you know served his purpose here with the bloodline. Everybody's over. Like that, that's it, Paul. You've done everything you could do here. Yeah. Uh, you've om- we've almost circled back around to like this isn't interesting anymore. They're all so over. So yeah, it, it's going to be kind of interesting to see where Solo goes when when this breaks up. You know, they can can he continue to be this dominating figure? Can he can he work without a Paul kind of you know as a crutch right. out there? Um, I I would definitely like to see more of him on the mic, and I I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of the NXT stuff to get to get an idea. I think, and in, in the near term at least. Yeah, you know, you know, I know a lot of his stuff is like obviously when you see the way he moves in the ring and the moves that he actually does, it's obviously a huge tribute to his uncle who passed away, Umaga, mm-hmm. and uh, even the the, the 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 spike and everything yep. like that. He does it great, but it's like you also have to develop your own part of that personality too. You can't just Take something that Umaga did and just do it, and that, have that be it. You have to, you know, take that and evolve it to the next level. And so, hopefully, maybe he's getting some notes from guys like maybe you should try this, maybe you should try that. But you know, whether or not he does it or not, it's going to be up to him ultimately. Unless Vince says, "I want this," and then when you're done, you know, you do this. And but if it's all yeah. just the, all the one-dimensional stuff, just shriek and hit the guy and look at him deadpan and walk away. You know that won't get him a you know a twelve or fifteen year long career. He's got to do more than that. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, it it could be worse, but I guess same time better. Like, if I'm him, I'd rather be doing Umaga than doing Rikishi. You know, like uh, at least at this point in my career, you could do Rikishi later when, when you know, like when shaking your ass in somebody's face is like a gimmick and you don't want to have to take bumps in your late thirties and forties. Like, all right, Right. fair enough, do that then. But yeah, at, at least he's more along the umaga lines because the the rikishi shit would get old like we we, we, we've seen a million guys come and go the funkasaurus for instance like you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah Yeah. there was no coming back sorry tyrus remember rosie before he passed Uh, rosie yep oh yeah superhero in training with the hurricane that's right initials were s-h-i-t you know it's just a big rib and you act like a goofball but that was um roman reigns's brother yeah so it's crazy to think, you know, but uh, like, like I said, ultimately, I think Solo will be all right. I just personality wise, let's see him turning up in a little bit. That's that'd be the best thing, I think. Hey, a match with John Cena could bring that out, too, like almost accidentally, you know, just uh, because everybody kind of knows Cena's shtick. Yeah. 
your like reaction shows, to his shtick kind of becomes yeah. part of your personality now, right? Like, well, when he pins Cena, like show like actual excitement, like a big smile and a, oh my god, I did it! Oh my god, I, I can't believe it! Yeah, like a like, beat Johnson. Like, wow, look at Solo we reacting with a huge win, the biggest win in his career. You know, took. Roman Reigns, eight years before he ever pinned John Cena. I was going to say, maybe that creates a little tension in there, right? Like, all of a sudden, like, oh, you know, I kind of thought I was down a peg, but you know what? I just beat John Cena. I have my own. You know, you've beaten a lot of guys for that title. Haven't beaten me yet. You know, I'm starting to to do some math here, Paul. (laughs) I've been drinking milk. Say something. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good. I, I, I would be up to that. That would be, yeah. I mean, it, wouldn't that be kind of crazy with all these challengers and it just it ends up being solo? Like 2,000 days later, it ends up being solo is the one who yeah, ends up picking the title from Roman. I'd, yeah. I'd be down for it. Uh, yeah, at this point, I'm, that. I'm down for the eternal run. I'm, I'm ready to let this belt stay on Roman Reigns until, <laughs> until I, at least I leave this earth, which will be hundreds of years from now. So, like, hundreds you know what I'm saying? Like, hundreds. Like, hundreds and hundreds. I'm 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 down with it. I just like this. I like this false hope that the whole internet gets. Like, oh, it's gonna be Cody. Nope. <laughs> Pull that fucking rug right out from under him. <laughs> Ten years after Cody retires, he still has the belt. You know, were there people who turned on Bruno at a certain point? Like, at what point in an Not eight-year title run? I know. Do you just go? You know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if he lost, right? And like your grandma's <laughs> yelling at you, like, get the fuck out of here! Dare you? <laughs> How dare you? And uh, yeah, I mean, he owned New York, so I mean, you gotta figure there are maybe some people that are like, Jesus Christ, that's right? Eight years, and then he's he a fucking fugaze. Look at his fucking yeah. guy over here. <laughs> Not only does he like keep it for eight years, he loses it, then like a year or two later, he wins it back and keeps it for four more years. Like, oh my god, here we go again. Yep, but, you know. It's crazy. Jesus, but yeah, Roman, Roman, uh, my my hashtag forever champ. Uh, yeah, let, let, let's keep it rolling. Uh, we we do have one other match before we get into Roman though. Uh, Io Sky defending her title, and a uh, she's got what the WWE. How many women's titles we have? Women. Okay, so this is the WWE Women's Championship, and Mommy's got the Women's World, World Champion. Champion. This is also right. fucking stupid. But anyway, so when they just do Women's Universal WWE Champion. That's all they had to do, but they had to. No, with it. no, you know what? Let's not encourage them because then that's going to open the door to women's intercontinental, and it's already too many. This is silly. Uh, but EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. She's, you know, perpetually mm. in the title picture. She's yeah, like, she just, uh, well, she just made a comeback uh, after having taken a little like time Char- off. Charlotte. She's like, just always there. It just, yeah. And I have a feeling that she's uh, going to yeah. want to. What do we got if you can? I'm sorry. You, you were breaking up there. Huh? Can you hear me? I was breaking up there. Yeah, go ahead. What do we got here? Okay. I was just saying that I, I think that um, Bianca's going to want to have a, definitely have a, a great match because it's been a while. And, uh, you know, let's get to the new competition breathing down her neck with some new girls that are getting ready to come up. So I'm sure she's going to still want to prove that uh, she's uh, not ready to, you know, pass the torch or anything like that. So, you know, I can kind of see her going over on EO because it's not like she's like been this amazing champion. But she actually is okay, but it's just like with the extra shit with like uh, damage control with, you know, all the outside bullshit. It's just, it gets to be too much after a while. So I can see them putting yeah. it back on Bianca and having her like get a little bit of a run with it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good match. 
there was a there was some speculation on the interwebs that Bailey has been growing her hair so that she can ultimately return to the hugger gimmick. And I'm kind of like looking at all this wondering, like, how does that work here? I mean, they're already a heel faction. We can get like they turn on Bailey. Bailey becomes the hugger. And then Bailey goes after EO for this title at some point down the road. I mean, uh, I mean, well, the whole Internet's got Bianca Belair jobbing a Jade Cargill for the rest of her life. So I like I think we could just write her off now. That's that's just the end of her now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, imagining uh, EO Sky and Bailey's got to like I feel like that's kind of how this started. And I feel like that's got to be where this ultimately winds back up. I just don't really know how we get there. Or am I just making this shit up? No, I saw the thing about the hair, too. And uh, I have to say, I think Bailey's been a terrible, terrible heel. It's just a very, very annoying grinding, but not like a good kind of heat, like the change the channel kind of heat. And uh, if you're gonna baby face, yeah, well, not necessarily X Pacquiao, but just not <laughs> fun to watch. And she's just, she just sounds like a fifth grader trying to be snarky and stupid. And um, if she does turn baby face again, I don't think it'll be the hugger thing. She might do like the side ponytail things for a night or whatever, but I don't think that's going to be like the long. Okay. You know, long run kind of thing. But I could see her turning baby again, but, you know, it, it won't be the same. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I would be kind of intrigued to see what uh what a non-hugger baby face Bailey could look like. I mean, I could see it. I could see it existing. I'm not like saying it sounds all that outlandish. I'm just curious to see what spin she slash they will ultimately right. put on it. So I guess right. I guess we're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Uh, that brings us to our main event. We got Roman Reigns taking on L.A. Knight. Yeah, uh, that's a thing. And uh, <laughs> L.A. Knight's not, LA Knight's not winning this title. Is this going to be like L.A. Knight's the Miz babyface moment that's going to happen in a month or two against Gunther where like he's going to come real close and he's just going to be more over, hopefully, as a result of his efforts and valiance? I believe so. He's going to give okay. the champ a heck of a run, but I think ultimately Roman walks out with the belt. And, um, you know, it, it'll be good for LA Knight because it shows, you know, he'll get to show the human side of himself and be like, I came close and I can do it. I know I can't. Almost like the Cody Rhodes story without having his father involved somehow. Be like, I got, I was, I was right there, almost had him and, you know, slipped on a banana peel and yada, yada. But, uh, I think coming out of this with the loss is a great opportunity for him to like, you know, show like, you know, that, that Rocky story of, you know, I took the champ to the, to the limit, but then I'm not done yet. And I know I can get him because I I learned a lot about him and blah, 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 you know? So if anything, you know, and LA Knight is a fantastic worker. He's been doing this for 20 something years now. So, and he knows this is it. This is the shot. So he's going to come out of this looking strong no matter what. Part of me wants to believe the Roman Reigns title run like happened via some sort of accident slash politics, like almost like the Undertaker streak where like he he gets this title that he's had it for a little while. All of a sudden it becomes a discussion. It's like, oh, well, you know, you've had it for 200 days. And he's like, ah, I gotcha. You know what we'll do? We'll do this like Rocky thing with Kevin Owens where like he'll come this close to beating me. And then next time around, he beats me. And then, you know, we have the first match and Kevin Owens comes this close to beating him. He's like, nah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do that Rocky shit. We're going to do it with Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn comes this <laughs> close to beating him. And then it comes around for the second match. Like, you know what? Jimmy. 
Yeah, that Jimmy. Yeah. You know the guy who's never been in a main event. Yeah, we're gonna call a main event. Oh wait, it's yeah. Jay. It doesn't Jay. matter. I can't yeah, tell the difference. Matter. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his name is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it, we're just gonna keep doing this thing. And eventually, like two and a half years later, we just never got to Rocky two. Yeah, that's yeah. It. It, that's how we got here. You know what though? I mean, that was the the business model of NWA when Flair was on top for years. Like, get guys close. Get him real, real close. Couple false finishes. I was gonna say once boom, in a blue boom, moon, we'll do, we'll, go, we'll do a Broadway draw. Yeah. Like once yep. in a blue. <laughs> yep. And then there, every now and then, I'll I'll drop it, but I'll get it right back and start it all over again. And I mean, they, I'm a sixteen-time world champion. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that that's all they did throughout the seventies and eighties is just get guys close, get them close. Wow. And like I remember, like years ago, talking to Paul Levesque about this when we were at the gym. And he's like, I, I, that, would, that sounds, sounds yeah, it's a guy that you don't know. Uh, and uh, I'm saying how I, I didn't like heel champions, and he said he he preferred heel champions, which is funny because he preferred being a heel and was on top forever. And uh, I said, Yeah, I, I liked Hogan, I thought Hogan was a better champ because like the crowd loved to cheer for him. He's like, People like liked Ric Flair, but they liked to see him get beat, but they that's why they paid to go to the show. was Who's gonna beat Ric Flair? But as I, but he never. When they do beat him, he gets it right back like two months later, which was a very yep. quick turnaround back then. And I, I just thought like the Hogan run was better. I stand by that too, by the way. But I mean, he saw it differently, and that's his flavor of ice cream, as we say in the business. And uh, you know, it, it did work. It was a good business model. But obviously, Hogan drew better. He drew bigger. He drew much more money and became way more famous, in my opinion. And, uh, but you know, I guess it's all about my, you know, what the fans are, you know, into. I think Roman being a heel champ, it only takes the belt so far. And we've seen it now so many times for so long that if anything, all we have now is damaged baby faces. But, uh, you know, yeah, what the fuck do I know? That's true. I mean, also as a heel champ, too, like, doesn't that almost kind of, I don't want to say discredit the reign, but right, it, it's in a kayfabe manner, it's easier to maintain a belt if you have four guys that are fucking running in on all your matches and you know like yeah. Bruno didn't have that you know, Bruno, no Bruno, did Bruno, not. Bruno was just pinning motherfuckers in the middle of the garden like every yep. fucking like seven days a week it was amazing yeah or it was he is just out there doing things um but now I'm glad all back to flair and hopefully the internet bears with us here because we still have to get the shout outs. Um, is Flair fighting Sting? Is that what they're doing? Are they doing this thing at, oh, God, at I AEW? Not. I hope not. I saw this oh, circulating on the internet. Apparently, there are, there are at least we got a cat takeover over here. He's driving me nuts. Um, there go, are apparently go do something. Sorry. Good Lord. He's Fucking interrupting me while I yeah, Reggie, backhand for you. I know, um, but yeah, no. Apparently, there are some people inside, or former former people inside WWE, that have told some people at some dirt sheets that they think AEW is going to book Sting versus Flair one more time at Revolution. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't think Tony Khan is going to put uh, Ric Flair in the ring after he got he passed out twice in his last match, and just recently said, yeah, he would like to die in a ring. Uh, yeah, no, I'd have him. Sorry, I'd no, have him sign. I'd have watch. him sign something, and I'd put him in a ring tomorrow. 
<laughs> I wouldn't I even fucking say, like, think about this. I, are you kidding? The man wants to die in a ring, Steve. Let the man die in a ring. He could die yeah. in my ring. If I had a ring, he'd be dying in it, and I'd be pinning him. It'd be fucking glorious. They would be, be the best money I ever spent, Steve. Oh, you're crazy. Be the man. Woo! You, you gotta die. You gotta kill the man. I killed him. He's dead. Uh, I, 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 I can't even imagine Ric Flair like in trunks, you know, like wearing his t-shirt with his floppy skin on, oh. hanging all off his body, like 74 years old. Like, come the fuck on. Like, at least May Young like, still kind of had it mentally when she was doing all of her stuff. Ric Flair, like, I can't even believe they even give him a live mic. It's just frightening because you just don't know what he's going to say. And he always sounds like he's completely drunk. And I don't know if it's just because he is or because he just is, like, losing it. You know what I mean? Like, just just way too old to be on TV to be doing that shit. They could have had, like, a recorded, a a pre-recorded message from former world champion Ric Flair, you know, then they could have produced it and like done like an hour long thing to get 30 seconds worth of decent material. But nah. no, they should not put him in the ring. No one wanted, they tried that, Steve. No one wanted to stand there in a studio with him for an hour. It just got, it got a little weird. They couldn't, <laughs> he kept showing people. He probably people started crying. Just, I used to be somebody like, dude, relax. Silly. Starts telling stories about, uh, you know, like back in, Flip back in months. <laughs> yeah. Junkyard dog used to have. Like, I <laughs> he probably, yeah, he's, I'm, I can imagine him just breaking into stories about uh, random things from the old times, but like not, like not realizing that he's telling a story that is forty years old. He thinks in this moment it's twenty years ago, and he's telling yeah. a twenty-year-old story. You know, like it's yeah. He's just I do that all the time. Like I, I think about the date, and I go, "Wow, that was so long ago." Like, I don't even think he even thinks about that. Like, yeah, 78, me and Piper in the Grand, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and we were running down Route 48. It was 3.30 in the morning. He, like, his things are so specific. Yeah. And then we pulled over at a fucking Rusty Burger, and there was this lady there, and, oh, baby, we took him back to it's the It's a hotel. bunch of highways yeah. and landmarks that don't even exist anymore. It's like, no, no, one, yeah. could, no one could corroborate <laughs> any of this. But no. Right. What the fuck is a Rusty Burger? <laughs> Does it even exist? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, I I'd let him wrestle. Uh, that's my personal standing. I mean, hey, the man knows what he wants to do. Let him like facilitate it. You know, like we got the the entire country of Canada feels like euthanasia is okay. Why is this any yeah. different? Like, let's fucking do that. <laughs> let's just like, let what, him do this match in Canada. What if could you think you get away with telling Rick you're gonna do that, and you just say we're gonna have an empty arena match, and you just don't tape it at all? Ah, we do tape it. You just, just never air it. <laughs> you know. Just put him down right. like we have, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you off him in the ring, too, to the back of the dome, oh, and you call God. it suicide. The fucking free birds run in, or some shit, like it's just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any oh. remaining members? I think only Michael Hayes is the only one left, so yeah, okay, Michael, it's time to put on the Confederate flag makeup one more time. Let's Ugh. do this damn thing. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. <laughs> what a fucking terrible moment in history. Anyway, um, the, the Civil War I'm talking about, not Michael Hayes. Um, so, <laughs> Crown Jewel, that's it. We, so bad. Uh, damn, <laughs> shit. Our Civil War, Schmivel War. No, NBD. Uh, all right, so that's it for Crown Jewel. We got nothing else. We got we got flares not wrestling according to the Striz. We got Crown Jewels going to happen according to WWE and TKO Holdings. And, and uh, Cody... 
Rhodes is uh, gonna be Damian Priest because the money in the bank briefcase doesn't. Uh, any anything else before we move on to shoutouts? No, that's about it, man. You ready to do it? All right, we've All got right. A, we've got like a, we've got a creeper in the chat here. Should we should we let him in or is he not coming in? Is he just hanging around? What, what's what's the deal here? What, what are we doing? Come in if he wants. It's not on him. I mean. I think he's just checking in on us, and now I've blown up his spot. But uh, coming in from the ice wall, what do we got checking here? Checking in, and you blew up my spot. But it was so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> I'm over here trying to get this shit done and, and listening to you talk about Rick because that's what I'm thinking. I'm listening to the show the, the, the whole time, right? And I'm sitting there just typing away, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm thinking when you guys are talking about Rick Flair, I'm like, of course I'll let him wrestle. Of yeah. course, Howard. If <laughs> I am running a promotion, and he's you like, well, right I here. Wanna, I want to die in the ring. You want to die in the ring? Are you sure you want to do that? All right, let's get you some counseling. Let's let's sit you down. Let's talk about this, okay? But but if you don't change your mind, here is this contract. Just sign this, okay? We will make this happen for you. Hey, Stinger, come here. Call up the great Muda. Let's do a three-way live on tv and hey, maybe he dies in a ring let's fulfill the man maybe. he is the the you know the, the, the top two wrestlers top three wrestlers of all time he wants to die in the ring let him die in the ring and and i'm and and, and bellow's saying this and he's reading my mind and i'm like you know what like i just i was just laughing at him so let me let me check in on the boys real quick. Yeah, but Bella was like, he wants to die in the ring? Ring the bell. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, I'm not letting Stinger get the win. No, no, no. You're dying in my ring, I'm getting the dub. I'm going to be the last one to pin Ric Flair. And yeah, I don't care that he doesn't have a pulse. It's going to be me. Dead God, body. It was me, Austin. It was me. You won't kick up because you already be heading straight to hell. The only way I'd be sure he wouldn't kick out. And, and What's even up, then, boys? How you doing? How's everything? Excellent show so far, man. We missed you. Having a blast listening to it. I'm over here typing up shit, you know, pushing papers like Bello used to do. Bello's in in an office now chilling, and I'm over here pushing the motherfucking paper. Um, But still, I got to listen to a a live uh, taping of WLR while the rest of you guys got to listen on a podcast. You know, these are the perks of being one of the 1111 boys. You know what I mean? Fantastic show. Let's do the shout outs. I'm here, may as well. Fuck that. Like I'm I'm my eyes are about to come out of my face. Right. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to pull you in. I just I didn't know. I didn't know. Thank you. You're good, Dom. Love you. Let's go. All right. It's a quick list. I asked guys to post pictures of themselves for what they're gonna be for Halloween as we're taping this on Halloween. And uh here we go. At the top of the list was not Jay Reezy Men this week. <laughs> Man dear beat him to the punch. Yeah, believe it or not. Ooh, God damn dear, what's going on? The manist of the beers. What's up, yeah. man? Andrew Bellow's favorite chimera. He's going to go trick-or-treating as a referee. That's right. Yeah, I saw the pick. Shout out to my man. Your, my, my, uh, my man. My man. Man, dear. My man. There you go. <laughs> up next, we have Jay Men. Who would have thought? Jay Reese. He is going as a Jedi Knight. No nice. knight in specific, but I believe his uh, lightsaber was blue. So. Okay. A Jedi L.A. Knight. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Up next, we have the one true Bobo. 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 He, is, he and his whole family, he, his wife, and their baby son, are going as characters from the labyrinth, you know, Oh, uh, David Bowie. 
David Bowie with the, the blonde wig and everything. And it's pretty, pretty Damn. neat. Good pictures. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty Are those cool. pictures on, on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah. Yeah. They look pretty cool. Dance Up Magic next, Dance. Fantastic. Go ahead. We have Jose Van Dam. J V D. That's right. He's going as Freddy Krueger. Dope. Classic. Yeah. Haunting your dreams. You know. Then we have Doctor Guitar. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite recent follows on Twitter, Doctor Guitar. Hello to you, awesome, sir. Awesome, right? Yeah, I love gems. It goes on there and just gems. It's awesome. He is going as a medical doctor, and his beautiful wife is going as a nurse called Anesthesia. Ooh, dope. Well, hey, Doctor Guitar, Doctor Guitar, Tom Morello, or Prince. Or maybe maybe we do Jimi Hendrix or Prince. Who's the greatest? I think Prince is the greatest of all time, and he doesn't get his props when it comes to guitar playing. But the guy's a fucking animal. You understand? And I, I don't think people people fully get or appreciate how good Prince was on the guitar. But anyway, I need Doctor Guitar's input on it. Let me know what's going on. Go ahead. Right on. Up next, we have the fiendish Doctor Wu. Wee. Woo. He's- He's going as Peter North. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. By the way, uh, I, I mean, I've, those, I've, I've done that score. costume in the past. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Bello does the Peter North. That's three times better than Peter North. He <laughs> smells uh, the rock is cooking. Peter North goes as the Andrew Bello for Halloween. Let's put it. <laughs> <laughs> but has to add three extensions to get anywhere close. Uh, up next, we have K Bob Tech. What's going on, K Bob? Okay, so, Bob. K-Bob. He's going as Vin Diesel. Dope. Nice. Even though he's about family. We have Aiden, uh, Big Ray's son. Oh, what's up? What's up, Aiden? Yeah, this is a really cool costume. He's going as a uh, classic Bray Wyatt. That I'm kid at is a crossroads. Like- I don't want to do I like I don't want to bury the kid because he's yeah, he's a kid, but he's also Ray's son. So like I'm just that whole thing got chopped up and, and nothing was heard. Good. So the God coming oh, down. Good. I like, can only imagine know. it turned into something awful. <laughs> it, was, it was the swear words that got cut out. That fucking kid. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> up next, we have Dan Heffron. What's going on, Dan? What up, Hef? What's going on, Dan? And uh, I think he was going to Spider-Man. He was wearing like a Spider-Man shirt. So we're going to go with Spider-Man on that. Spider-Man is the greatest superhero to ever live. He defeated Thanos single-handedly. He beat the shit out of Hulk and and threw him into freaking space. He did. All right. Uh, he single handedly saved the universe. I don't know how many times. And he has the most valuable superhero Funko Pop there is to have. Spider Man is the dude. Uh, how much is this Funko Pop? I made that up, but let's say about five thousand dollars. <laughs> More. Wow, you 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 can lie like a God. sociopath. Damn. Yeah, I was so convinced there for a minute. One this of those things was true. He did throw the whole thing in the sun once. That happened. He did, that happened, and he beat Thanos. Also, it, 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 there was it was in a dream state, but he beat him. <laughs> All right, we got two left. We have uh, Andrew Bell's Kate best friend, Colin Wysong. What up, Colin? Hi, Colin. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys saw this picture. He went as a slice of pizza. Dope. And the funny thing is, he was actually out delivering pizzas for his restaurant today. So he was going in the pizza outfit, which I think is great. I wonder if he got extra tips because of that. I would have shown up as a burrito just to confuse people. 
<laughs> I would want a fortune cookie. Right. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about like a slice of pizza serving me pizza, right? Like I wouldn't want a chicken serving me eggs. Like that's right. like yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Cannibalistic. Yeah. You know, weird hmm. shit. Makes you think. All, right, well, all those pizza activists out least. there. Where were you? That's true. Yeah. They're everywhere too. Uh last but not least is the Andrew Bello. Ooh. It's me. And this popped the shit at me when I saw this picture bells. He went as Keith Hernandez. Dope. Which, I'm by the way, it. looks exactly like my dad from 1980. Nice. Nice. Who does this guy think he is? I'm Keith crazy. Hernandez. Scary looking. I'm Keith Hernandez. Keith, I'm Keith Hernandez. Hernandez. Keith Hernandez was a great New York Met, but but I got to say, on Seinfeld, that's when he, yeah. when he was immortalized as Keith Hernandez, <laughs> ladies and gents. And I mean, Seinfeld is one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. Uh, what's up to uh, um, Matt? Not well, not what's up. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Right, we're yeah. friends. It just went one one to the other there. But yeah, uh, uh, Keith Hernandez on uh, on Seinfeld was next level. You know? So awesome, good. right? He knows a little that's something about first base. <laughs> a little something. <laughs> I I, I uh, recycled my El Santo mask today and took it outside while I was doing my work. You know, so I wore that. Nobody confused me for Rey Mysterio Jr. this year. <laughs> Typically, when I'm wearing an Atlantis um, uh, mask, or, oh, that mask, right, or or psychosis, people just say you're Rey Mysterio Jr. That's the default, you know. Yeah. But but uh, but El Santo is so distinct that they know it's either a space alien or it's El Santo, like one of the two. <laughs> and if you know that you get super props. If I'm walking down the street and somebody's like El Santo. Like you are you from Mexico, sir? No, I'm not. Even more props, you know? Even wow. more yeah, that's rare. Right? Ray Mysterio's become the fucking Kleenex of luchadors. Like he's just yeah. like they just oh yeah, that's a Ray Mysterio. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know him by brand name. You know, uh, speaking of El Santo, he's such a huge legend still to this day yeah. in Mexico that at the uh, airport in Mexico City, they have a, his own shop of El Santo merchandise, and it's all super high end stuff of like paintings and portraits and like high-end like multiple thousands of dollar type things like old ring-worn masks and boots and things like that it's crazy out of here it's, it's mental shit like i you, you're telling me that i land in mexico city and i get off the plane and the first it's right there is is a high-end el santo shop and yep. Immediately, as soon as I set foot, I'm going to spend a few thousand dollars. I was going to say, yeah, you're broke before they can mug you. Right. If you, right. If you put it <laughs> you have nothing to be mugged with. Like, or they'll, hey, they'll is that El Santo's sombrero, man? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, actually. I Run paid 7,000 US dollars for this thing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be dope. One of these days, we got to do that, man. We still, we still got to do that, Stris. You, I'm ready, brother. I'm you ready. and me, I, I would say Bells, but Bells don't want to go nowhere, man. I don't so, want to go anywhere. I don't like New Jersey yet. I don't want to leave. It's a, it's, it's, it's yet another paradox. I'm finding myself in. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a man of mystery. It's a, so <laughs> mysterious. I can't like figure it, myself out. You know, like an onion, you have several layers, like uh, Shrek. It's right. like a Russian doll. Ogres, ogres have layers. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That that's that's a WLR. Merry Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Thanksgiving. No, we no. So we can't year? do the Christmas thing. Or Mariah has not declared it Christmas season yet. I think that happens in 18 out. minutes. And until such time, I don't want to hear a fucking Christmas song at any of your marks. 
tomorrow, bro. First thing, I'm sending you all I want for Christmas link. Don't worry. I'm I'm going to wake up to it. I can almost guarantee it. Oh, well, you're going to wake up to it, and then you're going to listen to it at work after I send you the link and disguise it as something else. Bells, listen to this. This is dope. You got to hear it. And it's all I want for Christmas. Just make sure it's the music video. That's uh, all I can. can. I'm just going to send a picture of Lizzo with it. You know, and send it to you just like that, and it, it'll be dope. You'll, you'll appreciate it. We're getting out of here. The eleven eleven boys, ladies and gents. Strays, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on the X at Strangler Steve underscore, and uh, nowhere else. That's it. That's it. Bells, what's up? That's it, and it is Strangler Steve underscore. I believe Strangler Steve still exists. It's not. It, it, it is him, but it's not him. It. Can't access it's, it. Yeah. So. Make sure you get that underscore all up in that business. Anyway, right. uh, you can find me on X, doing the arm thing, at T-H-E-A-N to the D-R-E-W-B-E-L-L-O. Yes, that's the Andrew Bella working on new music. Sent a little sample to the boys earlier tonight. Thank you Loved to Billy it. Ray for putting me onto this new Kanye track that I'm ashamed to find out from secondhand. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got I to gotta keep. I follow like 19 fucking like Kanye accounts on X and not one of these motherfuckers shared this song with me. I'm very upset. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, I'm doing my best to kill it on my own. But uh, that'll be out at some point in the not too distant future. Find me on YouTube at the Andrew Bella. You did a great job on that, ladies and gents. Yo, what's going on? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, freeworld.fm launches on Friday, guys. Go over there and listen from the beginning, from, from 12 midnight on Friday. There's going to be live radio. I think it's, uh, Jimmy Jean is kicking it off, and then it's David. Uh, then it's the Iron Realm Media, then it's David Knight. It's Tony Arterburn, John Brisson, uh, uh, William Ramsey's, myself, Wayne McCroy. You know, we're going to close out the day. And then it'll be 24-7 after that. You know, a bunch of stuff going on. You know, new people are going to be added. So go over there and check it out. Uh, and that's it. That's all. That's all I got. So, all right. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, don't eat the candy right away. You know, inspect that oh, stuff. You it's know. going down, baby. It's going down. <laughs> oh, I told oh, a nine-year-old I was going to eat all her chocolate before she woke up. And I intend to fulfill that promise. All apple. <laughs> All Apple and Cherry Jolly Ranchers come to the 1111 boys. All Smarties come to the 1111 boys. Everything else you can have, but as part as of your tithing, all of those candies come to the 1111 boys. You know where to send them, all right? To Sexy Street. We will be sure. <laughs> all right? Hey, Bells. What's up, man? I'll catch a punk as down Oh, away. God. Right? Again. <laughs> Just keep Tell I like big titties. Ooh. Tickle, baby.